0: Hey fam, Todd here. Quick story to tell you. I'm a huge fan of True Crime Podcast, so you best believe I was blown away when Patrick from True Crime Obsessed reached out to us and asked if we would help promote his new show, Obsessed With Disappeared. True Crime Obsessed is literally my favorite true crime podcast. Seriously, listen to Patrick's energy. It's amazing. I fanned out so hard when I got his email. Seriously, Natalie was sick of hearing about it. But since then, I forced her to listen to it, and she's a fan now, too. Anyway, I digress. Obsessed with Disappeared, Patrick's new show, is a true crime comedy podcast recapping, in order, the episodes of everyone's favorite true crime show, IDs Disappeared. And just like with True Crime Obsessed, Patrick's new show, Obsessed with Disappeared, walks an amazing line where it still Absolutely hilarious, but tackles difficult subjects without victim blaming or shaming. They are very much victim advocates. Obsessed with Disappeared is hosted by Patrick Hines, as I mentioned before, and his best friend of 20 years, Broadway diva Ellen Marsh, who was literally in Pretty Woman the Musical on Broadway. There was literally nothing not to love about that sentence. If you're serious about true crime but also love to laugh, Obsessed with Disappeared is going to be your favorite new podcast. We're gonna play the first ten minutes of their first episode for you guys, and then you can enjoy a little special message from Patrick himself at the end. Guys, check it out; it's awesome. I promise. Here we go. Um, should we start? Yeah, let's. Okay, right.
1: I don't know. This is this is the problem. Is Just follow me. I don't know who's gonna be louder. Oh, I, I thought
2: mean, you were gonna admit to not knowing what you were doing. For I know once in everything
1: your life. <laughs> that I'm doing. I invented you. <laughs> You're welcome.
3: <laughs>
2: Uh, hi there. Hi. Um, hi you guys. Hi. Welcome to episode one of Obsessed with Disappeared.
1: Episode Uno Uno for all of our Spanish speaking listeners. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>
2: Okay, if you're listening to this, at any point in the early days of this podcast, you probably are either a Broadway gay that knows Ellen, right, or or you listen to another podcast called True Crime Obsessed, which I make with Jillian Pensavale, and here's the deal. On True Crime Obsessed, we recap true crime documentaries, right? But here's the thing. I am obsessed with the cases of missing people, so I wanted to make a podcast where we got to talk about those kinds of cases, and so I thought we would do what I do, which is recap So we would tell missing persons cases by recapping the episodes that covered that case on The ID Show Disappeared. Why are you, you're
1: already yelling at me.
2: I'm excited to be doing this with you. Are you not excited? We can can stop right now if you want.
1: (laughs) Do you hear the lady voice? (laughs) I have dealt with that lady voice for 20 years. This is the other thing we
2: need to tell the people. First of all, who the hell are you?
1: Oh, literally nobody. Um... (laughs) My name is Ellen Marie Marsh.
2: So you're from the Broadway. The last count, you've been in five brand new Broadway shows.
1: Yeah. But my biggest claim to fame is I'm Patrick Hines's best friend from the time we were, well, we've known each other for about 20 years uh-huh. and we met when we were six. Yeah. we.
2: <laughs> if you're doing the math, you guys, it's not quite adding up. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the one thing I want to say about this podcast, this is not a substitute for watching IDs disappeared. If you guys do not know this show, go watch it. Yeah.
1: Everybody in the true crime world is obsessed yeah, with this show. it's really, really well made. It's, it's really good. And it's succinct. I also, I don't know if you know this. Okay. Do you know this? I don't know. My biggest fear in life uh-huh. since I'm like six <laughs> is getting kidnapped.
2: Did you know that? I, I didn't know that, but I can, I can pretty much guarantee it's never going to happen because because you're too fucking loud. That
1: is, I mean, yes. <laughs> it's been my defense mechanism. That's why I am the way I am.
2: The kidnapper would be midway dragging you out of the car and, and you'd the, be screaming, so the guy, he'd be like, oh, fuck He'd be this. like,
1: fuck <laughs> this chick, and just drive away.
2: <laughs> All right, girl, let's dive in. Episode one, uh, the disappearance of Brandy Wells. Where is where she?
3: Where is she? I mean, like, where is she?
1: Where is she? Where
3: are they?
2: Oh,
1: God, this is so crazy.
3: A passionate young woman, about to get a second chance in life, takes a risk in going to an East Texas nightclub alone. She told me she was going to the club to meet some friends. So this was her one last chance to go out and have a little fun, kick it up. I told her, I said, Brandy, please just be very careful. But when her car is found abandoned on a major interstate... No sign of a struggle. There was no sign of Brandy.
0: Did she run out of gas? and get picked up by a trucker or did she meet somebody at the club?
3: Investigators race against the clock to piece together the last known steps of Brandi Wells.
2: The episode is called The End of Innocence. Okay, just to jump right in, right? The the disappearance happened on Thursday, August 3rd, 2006, right?
1: Which, it doesn't really feel like that long ago, but that was a really long time ago. 2006 was a whole other world. Technology was different. Facebook didn't exist. Yeah. Smartphones. Smartphones weren't invented until 2007. We both had MySpace pages. Flip phones. I don't even know if you were in my top eight. (laughs)
2: The
3: look on your face.
2: (laughs) Wow. So now, like, immediately it's the day before, right? It's Wednesday, August 2nd, 2006. We're in a, a little town called Tyler, Texas, which is also a great porn name, I think. Tyler, Texas? Yeah. <laughs> sure.
1: So she lived in Brownsboro, Texas. Yeah. But she went to Tyler, Texas to go see her mom and stay with her mom for a little bit, see her childhood best friend.
2: It's so it's crazy because, like, we get the whole story of, like, Brandy walks into her, like, childhood home and her mom, like, somebody says, like, her mom was really excited because her younger sister had gone to bed and the mom was bored of just like watching TV.
3: (laughs) My younger daughter was already in bed. She had not been feeling very good that day so she went ahead and laid down and it was really nice to see Brandy walk through that door um, thinking I was going to get to spend some time with her.
2: Brandy's mom is like I was so excited I was going to get to spend time with my daughter and Brandy's like not really mom. I'm going to
1: a nightclub. (laughs) Sorry bae. (laughs) She's
2: like so this is what we learned. Like, she had been in school two years ago. Right. She got married and then quickly divorced. She ended up getting
3: a divorce and then moved down to San Antonio.
1: I think it was, she went through a tough time, but she made it through and she had strength. And I'm not exactly sure where it came from, but she definitely had strength to keep going.
2: I was like, hold on a second. Where's that husband? Like, yeah. I, we know that she goes missing, and immediately I'm like, where is this bitch? Always the
1: husband. Always the husband. Always the husband or a boyfriend or someone that works at LensCrafters. It's yeah. always, always someone. A Don,
2: it, it's Don from LensCrafters. It's always Don. Where was he that weekend?
1: <laughs> I still don't believe that like punch-in, punch-out card. Your mom was the manager. It's fine. I digress.
2: <laughs> I have this big glaring note that says, all I know right now is I've got Eagle Eyes on the husband. Eagle <laughs> So what's happening here is that Brandy was going back to college a couple miles away. She sh-
1: got a scholarship. Because she was on the Flag Corps. Who knew Flag Corps was so lucrative? <laughs> can I just She you? was on a Flag Corps scholarship.
2: scholarship. I well, As soon as I saw this, I was like, this is the kind of girl we would hang out with. Do you know how badly I wanted to be in the Flag Corps? Did when you I was-
1: try out? No,
2: I don't know why. It's Are of- you lying? No, no. I think that it must have conflicted with Drama Club, which is yeah. the only reason why I wouldn't have done but the Flag Corps. You
1: didn't get a scholarship for drama club, so who's smarter, you or Brandy Wells? Because she got a scholarship.
2: So now we're back to like that day in August in 2006 when she's gone to visit her mom because we learned that she's starting school tomorrow or right. very soon or yeah. whatever.
3: But the announcer's like, "But before she returns to school, there's one thing Brandy is intent on doing." And it's
2: like going dancing.
3: Yeah,
1: she wanted to go to a club, and she was like, she asked her sister. Her sister's like, nah. She asked like her friend. Her friend's like, nah.
2: The other thing is, do you, did you get the name of the bar that that the mom thinks she's going to?
1: Um, isn't it the Electric Cowboy? Tell me that's not
2: a gay bar. <laughs> Which drag queen was performing that night?
1: Mom, I'm just going to Electric Cowboy with Steve. <laughs> oh God.
2: This is the other thing that is so tragic because this really comes back. She's like, Mom, my car sucks and I'm basically out of gas. Can I take your
3: car? I knew the car that she was driving was not in the best of shape. And she asked me, well, can I borrow your car? And I told her, I don't have the gas either. She gave me a kiss on the cheek and walked out the door.
2: And that was it. Here's the the other thing. This this is how small town this is. Before going to the gay bar, the obvious gay bar, Electric Cowboy to see <laughs> Ben DeLacreme or like RuPaul performing, she stops in at the bar at the bowling at alley the bowling to have a drink. Alley. And it just seems the thing is like it just it feels so sweet to me. Yeah. And she tells the bartender, who the narrator tells us is like bartender slash longtime family friend. Right.
3: She just came through the door, and of course, I immediately recognized Brandy and uh, just smiling and sweet. And she sat down in front of me and she said, um, Jeanette, mom said I could have a drink on her tab. I said, okay.
1: Wait, please yep. tell me if you remember what kind of drink she ordered. Uh, I certainly do. She ordered a cherry vodka sour. How <laughs> gross. They were like, she orders, she orders a cherry vodka sour. <laughs> I was like, ew. <laughs> That's, like, all I can think
2: about. So, like, to nobody's surprise when she leaves, the drink is still half full. I know. She's she like, didn't, oh,
1: shit, this is gross. Yeah, she's like, this is actually gross. Um, and she didn't want to, like, offend Jeanette Green, who, like, worked at the bowling alley. She's like, thanks, girl.
2: So, Jeanette Green is the bartender, and she's saying to us that, like, she's really cautioning Brandy to be safe. Because Brandy is telling her, my mom thinks I'm going to that gay club, the Golden Cowboy or whatever <laughs> it's called. Yeah,
1: the Electric Cowboy. <laughs> the Electric
2: Circus or whatever. <laughs> And she's like, but I'm not. My gays can't go out tonight. Yeah. So she's like, I'm going to this bar 45 minutes away. Yeah. And Jeanette is saying to her, girl, be careful. You don't know what's out there. And in fact, I know another woman who went missing in exactly the way that you're going out tonight. Yeah.
3: Her friend, Glenda Moorhead, went missing after leaving a Tyler bar alone over two decades ago. For Jeanette, the similarities are uncanny. Right down to the bar stool Brandy's sitting on.
2: Brandy's like, I hear you,
3: girl, but I'm going to be just fine. When Brandy was sitting in front of me, almost she could have been sitting side by side with Glinda. And I told her the same thing. And she had the same attitude. It made me angry. Brandy
2: is like sitting in the exact same seat that Glenda had been sitting in the night she went missing. You guys, people have to stop going to visit Jeanette before they go out.
1: Yeah, Jeanette it's, is. It, yeah, it's no. not Jeanette's fault. It's. Not, I'm, <laughs> but okay, I mean, you know, sure. Stop going to visit Jeanette before you go to the bars. <laughs> that just needs to be rule number one. I'm. Hey, I'm gonna go see Jeanette.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> Hey there, the Horror Virgin listeners, it's Patrick. Thanks so much for listening to the first 10 minutes of Obsessed with Disappear. You can find the full version of episode one and the rest of our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Obsessed with Disappeared.
3: Okay, bye!